Thank you, Lord. 1 John chapter 5. I'll tell you when they get there. I usually tell you to say amen, but you're waiting on me. Praise the Lord. God's good. I want to preach to you tonight, 1 John chapter 5, verse, uh, I'm sorry, epistle of John. 1 John 5, let me get there. Get ahead of myself here. I want to welcome all of our visitors. I know we have a brother here visiting tonight. So... We're honored that you come tonight, and uh, all of our friends that have visited, and it's good to see Bernice and her husband back there at the back, amen, she's doing well, as far as I know, amen, we heard a great report, so I praise the Lord for that, God is so good, amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and uh, and uh, if I get, have enough time at the end, I'm going to have her testify, but I'm going to do my very best to move quickly here. But I just want to read one portion of Scripture, and then we'll get right into this. 1 John 5, verse 3 and 4. and I'm sorry, 4 and 5. And it says this, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is is the Son of God. Let's pray over this. Father, I ask your blessing over the Word tonight. I pray that you will anoint me and help me. We thank you that you've already visited us here tonight, Lord, and we pray for a continuum of this, Lord, uh, that it will just continue through the Word and that you'll say something tonight that will encourage and minister to our lives and hearts. We thank you for it and ask your blessing in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Now, I'm preaching this tonight, and I've entitled this, The Heart of an Overcomer. And I want to open with a statement that you should always remember, okay? Always remember, this is a fundamental thing concerning the life of God and us being born again, the work of the Spirit. But one thing I want you to remember and never forget is that you were born delivered when you were born again. You were born delivered when you were born again. In fact, I think Pastor or Brother Clendenin had a, uh, a specific lesson, if I'm not sure, it was in one of his books, and I know he preached it, but the message was called Born Delivered. Whenever Jesus came into our heart and our life, everything that we would ever need was in Him. And the work that He did, He begun. I can tell you, it was finished in the beginning, it working out in you and I, but everything that he ever needed to do, he did. You were born delivered when you were born again. God does nothing imperfectly or incomplete, but he does everything perfectly and completely. Deliverance came to you and I the moment that light overcame the darkness in our lives. Amen? That's immediately when deliverance came. Because it was the beginning of deliverance. And what God begins, He finishes. Praise the Lord. But light came, overcame the darkness in your life. And that's when deliverance came. When life overcame the death over your life is when deliverance came. When the Spirit of God showed up, the ch it began to challenge 
the, it, the curse of sin, it began to challenge the enemy, it confronted everything that was overtaking you and I in our life because of sin. And we were delivered at that moment. When he says here in the Word of God, and it's a powerful statement, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That is a powerful statement. So if we're born of God, everything that we need is in Him. When we're born of God, it's a completed work that God has done. When we're born of God, you are and have the power to become, or not become, but are an overcomer. Now, has it manifested in your life? Well, I can tell you there's reasons why it hasn't, if it hasn't. But I know that it can and it will, and God tells us that in His Word. He who the Son sets free is free. Free indeed. He's not partially free or somewhat free. He's free indeed. What God does, He does completely. So we, we re, we're reading this about being an overcomer. And uh, uh, the Bible says that Christ lives in you and I. And I want you to think about it. God the overcomer, everything pertaining to overcoming or what needs uh, overcoming power in our lives we have, we possess. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's not a problem with God. It's not an issue with God. It is with us. But that's why Jesus, or John I should say rather, said whatsoever. I want to stop and slow down here because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But when he says, he used the word whatsoever. And in the King James Version, and I love to read the King James Version, but I read the, read the Amplified and I read other translations sometimes when I want to see what the word is exp- uh, saying and how it's defined or explained or translated in the Strong's. But he used the word whatsoever. They used the word whatsoever in the King James Version. And I thought, Lord, why did they use the word whatsoever? Because other translations will say everyone that is born of God or whosoever that is born of God. But whatsoever is so much more powerful than just You know, concerning you as a person, it's everything in your life. When he said whatsoever, what he meant is it's inclusive of whatsoever you need in your life. Whenever you need him, you can be an overcomer. Whatever you need him to overcome, he's going to give you the power to do it. However... Uh, you need overcoming power. God's going to bring it to pass. Amen. If you, you know, if you can swim across the ocean to get to the other side, God's going to give you the overcoming power to do it. If you need to do it quickly, God will part the Red Sea. Amen. Whatever you need, whatever the circumstances require or demand, God's going to do it. Why am I telling you this? Because we're walking in the Spirit. We're full of the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. And we've got to know that we're walking in the power of the Spirit of God and He's given us overcoming power over all things pertaining in this life. You've got to believe that tonight. Now, born again delivered, Brother Clinton said it. It's all in that seed. He, he spoke that and I never forgot that. He spoke it to me personally. I remember one time he said, everything's in that seed, Jonathan. The orange has a seed. The apple has a seed. The peach has a seed, etc. All things living have seeds. Meaning, 
eternal because they can always reproduce. They're perpetually reproducing. If that orange falls to the ground, the seed will germinate in that dirt and life will come up. What I'm saying to you is this. Somebody may take those seeds and throw them away. They may never be uh, accomplished what they're supposed to accomplish, which is reproduce. But the possibility is there. So whatsoever is born of God, what's in you is already overcome. What you can become is already done and it's a possibility. Now it's up to you and I. Okay? It's eternal. Think about it. That seed is eternal. Because God's eternal and He created us as eternal beings. Maybe I'm getting a little bit deep for you tonight, but I'm trying to be profound. The seed in us can always resurface. (laughs) That's why I've seen people that backslid or got out of fellowship with God. They walked away. They left. And they went back to their old life, but they were tormented. They were convicted. And they would think about God, even though they wouldn't say they were. They would think about God. they talk about God. They would reminisce about God. I've watched people that were backslid. They come into church service and they weep and they cry because that seed is still there. The possibility to overcome is still there. It's still there in them. It's not left. You know, the seed is in us and it can always resurface. So in other words, God made it so when you're born again, there is a capacity, a possibility to overcome in all things. So whatsoever, going along here, I read it in the Strong's. I said, Lord, why did you use the word whatsoever? He said it means, if you read it in the Strong's, it means in any way it needs to be used, it applies. In whatever in your life, you can overcome. Amen. In all things, in anything, in everything, the whole thing, in whatsoever, whosoever, whensoever, what you need to overcome, God will give you the power to overcome it. He already has. You've got to believe that. And I know he's talking about the world, but it is inclusive of everything in the world. It's not just only, uh, you know, isolated to just you overcoming a life of sin or the worldliness. Or And I know it's in the context of Antichrist and an Antichrist spirit. But everything that we deal with that doesn't operate like God would operate is Antichrist. Amen. And so your old rotten demon-possessed co-workers are anti-Christ. But I can tell you, He's going to give you the power to overcome that. Amen. The family members that come against you are anti-Christ. He's going to give you the power to overcome that. He gives you the power in prayer to overcome that hardened heart. And He'll give you the power in prayer to give you faith and hope to not lose your faith in God, but to keep on keeping on. You are overcoming when you're living for God and you're overcoming obstacles. And whatever you need, God's going to work it out. It may be something that's not quite so evil or wicked, like I need a bigger house. God's going to give you the power to overcome that situation. And He's going to bless need, not greed, lust, nor covetousness covetousness but when you have a need it's an obstacle the obstacle is I need something in my life God said I'm going to give you the power to overcome that 
How do you know, Pastor? Because he's done it in my life so many times. Amen. Amen. He did it not just whenever I was a pastor, but he did it whenever I was a lay person going through the same kind of things that you go through. Working a full-time job. Having little kids that, you know, I was trying to raise. Being um, Sister Skiles in the early stages of our marriage. Everything that you need to overcome in your life. He has given you the power to overcome. The moment you got born again, everything you needed is in what Christ did in you. You are an overcomer. So quit living like you're overtaken. But live like you're overcoming. Oh, mighty God. My God. Listen. What has God's life, has God's power to overcome? What has God's life, has God's power to overcome? Think about it. If you're depressed, God will give you the power to overcome that. Amen. Somebody said, well, you, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to become motivational. I said, my goodness, some people need motivation. Oh, yes. Amen. Some people are so down and low and depressed and tormented and they're just so negative and all of that. They need somebody to speak life to them and tell them you can overcome. Amen. There were times in my life I needed somebody to speak something motivational to me. Amen. That's what faith does. It motivates you to do things that you think are impossible. But you overcome. And so what has God's life has God's power to overcome? Think about it. Overcoming ability. There is no challenge or power. There's nothing that God cannot handle. There's nothing. There's no attack of the enemy. There's nothing. There's no enemy that can stand against our God. Goliath thought he could stand against God and the armies of Israel and defy them. And all it did was take a little shepherd boy that nobody thought anything about and counted him out. But God responds and operates and responds to faith. And, 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 and David went out there when all of his big old brothers were out there in the ditch and they were hiding. But David got out there and he's looking out there and he said, you guys are listening to this guy defy the gods of it, the God of of Israel, he said, You're listening to him. The, the, the Philistine army, those uncircumcised, rotten, you know, wicked people, and you're, you're, you're letting them talk about our God like that. He said, In there are cause to get out there and to fight against this enemy. There is a cause, and the cause is that God has called us to be overcomers, and for us to stay here in this ditch. What we're saying is, I'm overtaken not by the enemy, but by the attack, the world. Words, the intimidation of the enemy. He hadn't even overtaken them. He was just telling them he was going to overtake them. That's a devil's tactic. Until so you're a loser. You start believing that you're not a loser, but you think you're a loser, and you'll live like a loser. And you'll walk around in that negative thought and, and, and demeanor about you. God wants you and I to know who we are in Christ. We're overcomers. And David said, you guys can stay here in this ditch, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight against the enemy. You come to me with a spear and a sword, so what? 
I come to you even though he had a sling and a, a sling and a rock, you know. He had a slingshot and a rock. I tell you, it was, you know, God using him, but it was the power of God. My dad said it years ago. He said that rock became a bullet. God put velocity behind that, and it sunk into his forehead. And then David went over there and took his head off. Sometimes we knock the giant down, but we don't take his head off. Take that head off of that serpent. When I was a kid, we had a snake. I always went for the head. Amen. We grew up in Missouri. There was water moccasins and copperheads and all kinds of, you know, snakes and that. And I mean, you know, they'd always tell us, don't kill the black snakes because they kill the mice. But I killed them too. Amen. I didn't care. A snake's a snake. I hate them all, including the rubber ones. And so I just took his head off. Because if I take your head off, you're done. It's over. You and I have to know God's called us overcomers. We are born overcomers. That's why when you get saved, you go home, and the Holy Ghost starts telling you things you got to get rid of. Am I the only one that that ever happened to? No. Amen. So, listen. Oh, let me go back here. God... Think about this. Overcoming ability and power. There's no challenge God can't handle. There's no enemy that can stand against Him. There's nothing impossible with God. And nothing is too hard and difficult or an impossible challenge that God cannot, through you, overcome. Does it not say in Ephesians 3 that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to think or even begin to ask according to the power that worketh within us? He's called us to overcome sin. He's called us to overcome the enemy in our lives and in our situations. Praise God. He overcomes all things and He lives in us. Think about it. Hannah was barren. And it was something that it was a reproach. But she prayed and she overcame that reproach as she began to cry out to God. I want you to know that God is going to give you the power to overcome the things that are death in your life or things that are of the curse or things that, that, that do not exhibit that or bring glory unto God. He's going to give you the power to overcome those things. And Hannah prayed and she saw God and she had an overcoming prayerful spirit in her I'm not going to quit praying I'm going to bring my petition before the Lord until he gives me a victory over mine adversary because he she had an adversary that came against her not everybody's going to understand that not everybody's going to understand where you're at everybody didn't understand Eli didn't even recognize that she was she was bitterness and bitterness of soul and spirit but he thought she was drunk she said hold on I ain't no child of the devil Amen. You know, not everybody that says, yea, I say unto thee is of God. Or should I say is speaking with discernment from God. So be very careful. You know, just everybody that says I got a word for you doesn't always have God's word. They just have a word. Some people have a word. Amen. Uh, but, you know, he said, you know, you're drunk. And she said, I'm not drunk. I'm weeping and crying over the fact that I don't have any child. It's a reproach. I've got an adversary that's provoking me. 
God marked her mouth. And God gave her her answer. Second one was Job. He overcame believing in God. I want you to think about it for just a second. I was sharing with somebody the other day about Job. And, uh, uh, you know, Job experienced the loss of everything. He lost his, his, his children. He lost his substance, his cattle, his camels, his goats and sheep and whatever he had. He lost everything. Not only that, but then he was with boils and sick and, and, and he was laying there. And the only thing he had to hold on to was the faith that God put down deep within him. When you have nothing else, you have your faith in God. And you're holding on to that. Amen. God's going to come through. He put an overcoming spirit in him. He was the one that even though his wife said, why don't you just curse God and die? He said, you speak as a foolish woman. But he said, though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. I know my Redeemer lives even though I may go on the ground and the worms eat me one day. I will see God. I've not lost hope. I've got an overcoming uh, faith in me, you hear. Uh, Hannah had an, uh, a breakthrough faith, but overcoming her situation. We've got to know today, this church, amen, that God has given us the power to overcome. And we must walk in that overcoming power because there's no reason not to. It's not something we have to muster up something to get it. God's already birthed it in us whenever we were born again. Now, the world is constantly trying to regain power over us. The God of this world hates us, period. Can we all say amen? The devil hates us. The world puts us in the position of overtaking, not overcoming. But God has called us to be overcomers. What, what makes you say that, Pastor? Does not the Bible say in Galatians 6, verse 1, if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual begin to go up behind them or around them and restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. What he was saying is there's a brother overtaken that needs a brother overcoming to help him get out of that state. Amen. He needs to go over and lift up those hands and just remember that any one of us could be there. So the only way that we're going to continue in that overcoming you know, state and position and maintenance of that is walking with God. God is walking in the Spirit, is, is sowing to the things of the Spirit of God. So, some folks need a jump start. That's why God sends people that are overcome, uh, not overcome, but are overcomers. And they come over to you and they say, Let me pray for you. Let me come and encourage you. Amen. And I always, when I leave people, I say, Do you feel better? They say, I feel better, Pastor. I feel better. Amen, because you spoke life to me. You spoke faith to me. But we must, we must walk. Walk in faith and overcome in our lives or be overcomers in our lives. And we must be people that restore those that are not where we are. They're overtaken. Amen, I saw it here tonight. I saw somebody overtaken. But you know what? I saw people gather around somebody down here, a couple somebodies, gather around them and pray with them. We're praying with you. We know you're overtaken because that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to throw all kinds of things upon us. And we, we feel like, man, I just can't break through. I can't get out of this mess I'm in. But God said, I've sent 
my son, to put in you the faith and the spirit of an overcomer, the heart of an overcomer. He did that whenever he purchased everything at Calvary. Now, we doctrinally, we believe that. I'm talking about practically working out in your lives. I'm not, you know, not, I'm not, you know, missing that on for any other reason, but that I'm preaching the practical part of it. But I want you to know tonight, he's called us to be people that pour in the rest, restoring life of God. And, and, and some folks need a jump start. Somewhere that brother forgot he was called to overcome and not be overtaken. So remember that. There is people, there are people that are overtaken. But that's not what God wants for us and has purpose for us and promised us in His Word. He's promised us overcoming power. Whatsoever, in any situation, any circumstance, any challenge that's before you, Whatever it is, whatsoever is born of God, overcomes. You could stop right there and preach that one sentence, overcomes. So in 1 John 2, verse 13 through 14, it speaks of the example of men of all ages. But he goes on to say in 1 John 2, verse 13, he says, I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. Thank God for the fathers. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. (laughs) Praise God. There's nothing more exciting than seeing a young person on fire for God and overcoming the wicked one in their lives. Amen. The wicked one used to overcome them and overtake them. And now they're overcoming and, and have taken dominion over what God gave us dominion over, which was sin, self, and the devil. But he says here, In the word, he says, I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. Then he says it again, but in a different way. I've written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you and you have overcome the wicked one. That is so important that the word of God abides in us. There's a victory when we know the Word of God. And I'm going to get into that in just a little bit here. I'm not going to preach all night, but I want you to see this. As young, mature believers, we are to know we are to be overcomers like anything else. We live what we are taught. If we don't preach called to overcome, we won't overcome. If we don't preach baptism of the Holy Ghost, it'll never happen. If we don't preach God can heal your body, we'll never see it happen. If we don't preach salvation, it'll never happen. But when you preach the Word of God, faith comes into your life and you believe what the Word of God says. Well, that was kind of weak. Listen, we don't preach... If we don't preach called to overcome, that we are called to overcome, we won't. I'm going to tell you what happens and has happened and I've seen statistically in church. Mediocrity abounds often in our Christian life and example because we become what we behold. We become what we sit under. We become what we hear. We have faith when we hear And when we don't hear it, we don't do it. My opinion is in our pursuit to preach grace. And I love grace and I preach grace and I 
I have a great respect for grace, but I want you to hear me out for just a second. In my opinion, in our pursuit to preach grace and correct where it's been neglected and absent, and it has been in a lot of Pentecostal circles, we have failed to preach the power of the Spirit to be an overcomer. And where there was an imbalance where we never preached grace, then when we begin to preach grace, we almost don't preach the power of God anymore. There has to be a balance. Listen, and I'm not beating sheep here. You, you, you cannot do what God hasn't empowered you to do. Understand, that's grace. It's Him empowering you and I. It's, it's what God does and through us and His will through us. But you cannot do what God hasn't empowered you to do. So let's just get that settled right now. It's God that's working powerfully in you. But you cannot do or will not do what you choose not to believe God has called you to do. Let me say that again because some of you went, what? You cannot do what God hasn't empowered you to do. That's grace. But on the flip side of that, you cannot do or will not do what you choose not to believe God has called you to do. Why do people come to that conclusion, Pastor? Because they say, well, it's by God's grace and there's nothing that I can do anyway. I said, let me tell you something. You're wrong. And if there's preachers that are listening to me and saying that I'm wrong, I disagree with them. Because I'm going to tell you right now. The exhort to overcome, to mortify the flesh, to walk in the spirit, to overcome flesh, is all throughout the Bible. It's a thread throughout the Bible, and preaching it is not legalism. Okay? Whenever you do those things and you think that that's going to earn you, uh, you know, earn you heaven and your salvation that's legalism that's religion but whenever you love God you'll keep his commandments and they're not grievous to you but it has to be preached because we, we're going to obey and hear or follow in faith and obey what we hear preached and what we read in the word of God whether it's preached or not it's in the word of God it's the power of God on display in a life the same man who said, which was the Apostle Paul, I am what I am because of his grace. And also said, he that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Also said in Philippians 2.13, that was Philippians 1.6, but he also said in Philippians 2.13, and it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Those three things that, that Paul said are, are God's doing something in you by grace. I am what I am because of His grace. But He's also the same guy that said, at the end of His life, I ran my race. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. In other words, I lived my whole life in obedience to God's Word, and I fought a good fight. Because there were times, I can tell you, the devil told him, just quit and go home. There were times whenever he thought, you know, 
You can read it in his own writing, I'm telling you. But he said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Because see, there's been something that's been deposited down within me. And I can't do anything else. There's nothing else for me to do. There's no not believing this. Did you hear me? There's no not believing this. It's not going to happen. Because God's done something down in me. I know. You know, it's like they said God doesn't heal. I said, too late. God can't deliver. Too late. God can't put something back together. He can't. Too late. He's already done it before you came with your unbelieving testimony. You're too late. Amen. It's like whenever they brought the blind man that everybody knew, the religious knew that he had been blind for years. Then they're saying, well, you know, Jesus didn't perform a miracle. God didn't perform a miracle. He wasn't really blind. Really. All those years, he was faking it. I mean, I think if I was in that kind of a state and I was faking it after a while, I'd say, you know what? I'm just going to quit this this gig and try to just go to work and quit begging. He said, I don't know. All I know is this. I once was blind, but now I see. And, and, and you can know him too. Jesus, they say, get him out of here. It's just people, you know, there's atheistic people that no matter how much faith and evidence too, that you give them. You come to this place where they're choosing not to believe. It's a choice. You have to believe. It's like Lee Strobel, greatest book ever written for atheistic people. I believe it was The Cause for Christ. But there's a movie on it. He set out to purposely, uh, you know, come against the belief and try to disprove Jesus is, and he did all of this historical research and spent a long time doing it. And in the process of all of that, he became a believer. He was an atheist, a full-blown atheist. Not even one that says, I believe in God, but I just don't believe in Jesus. No, he was an atheist. His wife, but his, his wife was a Christian. But set all that aside, he, he actually came to this conclusion, even whenever evidence is there, if you don't believe, it was never about the evidence you're choosing not to believe. I don't know why I got off on that, but maybe that's for somebody. Paul said, I am what I am because of His grace. He that's begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And he that worketh in you both, it's God that works in you to will and do of His good pleasure. But he told Timothy, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Overcomers must be obedient to God's word and his will. The operative word in his scripture in Philippians 2.13 is will and do. It is God that worketh to will and to do of his good pleasure. Listen to me. He works by having a will for our life. He works by empowering us to do it. But on the other side of that coin, we must have a will to do what he commands. And the heart of an overcomer is working in cooperation with God. Period. Now where 
Now, now we've established the overcomer is God. Uh, he's in us. We are to be overcomers ourselves. And how do I know that he is in me in such a way? I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how. And I'm almost done here. I can't believe I did it in 30 minutes. I'm an overcomer. How do I know that overcomer lives in me? Because every time he knocked me, the devil knocked me down. Whether it's sin, whether it's something I did, something I said, a thought, an act, or whether somebody told me you're worthless or they made me feel like I was a piece of garbage or something happened in my life that knocked me to my knees, that overcomer always gets back up. I said, I'm not staying down. I'm getting back up. Always get back up. That's in me. I'm an overcomer. Amen. The world may try to hurl everything at me, but I'm going to get back up. Amen. You cannot stay down. You cannot stay down. You hearing me? I love John 3 and 9. The Bible says, 1 John 3 and 9. I'm, I'm getting ready to close here. 1 John 3 and 9. He said, he said, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Well, we know that the possibility is there for us to sin. But when he says does not commit sin, he's not saying, you got to understand the translation. And what he's saying is that that's not your practice. That's not your behavior. You may do something stupid periodically, maybe more often than you really want to confess but thank God you confess that you did wrong. And, 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 and if you're unfaithful or you've sinned or whatever, I can tell you that the only reason you would go and repent is because his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. He's not going to live at that place of sin. He's called us to be overcomers and that's, there's that something down deep within us and it's the seed of God, the seed of life, the seed of faith. Okay, First John 5.18 says this. I love this scripture. He said, we know. Some of you need to write this down. He said, we know. First John 5.18, just one page to the right. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one toucheth him not. Somebody needs to write that. I don't care if you've got a spray can or an eyebrow pencil or a marker or a crayon or whatever. Mark that down in your, in your Bible because I want to tell you something. Listen to this. We, mu we can and must live in such a way that the, the devil, that we're untouchable. Okay? I'm, and some of you saying, oh, the devil's screaming. You, nobody's untouchable. I'm going to tell you. The Bible says, the Bible says that if we submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil... He will flee. So there's a place of living in him that the, the Bible says it. I didn't say it. He that keepeth himself, the wicked one touches him not. Listen, that's, uh, that's, that's biblical. That's biblical. Our victory is because of our faith in the overcomer. Faith is a seed. Faith is a gift. 
And it comes from God. And it's maintained and exercised by use and hearing God's Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the Bible says Jesus overcame the tempter in the wilderness with the Word. He spoke the Word. He said, it is written. Now I just want to give you this little, you know, I want to just share this with you. He had the Word in His heart. He, had the, he was the Word. But he, he, I want you to, to notice this for a second. He's a human being too. And He has the Word. And He was already prepared with fasting and prayer and the Word before the devil even showed up. And if we will be prepared before He shows up, we'll, we'll walk in victory. But a lot of times we're not prepared. We haven't been in the Word. We haven't been in prayer. We've just been kind of careless and neglectful. And then the enemy comes and it's very easy to take us out. You know, it's kind of like, you know, well, I'm not even going to go there. But what I'm going to say to you is this. Is that, that he began to speak the word. He began to speak the word. And he said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written. You know, that, that you shall have no other gods before God. That you shall not honor and worship an idol. You know, you, you, it's written in the Word of God. Everything is written and He spoke that. And the Lord spoke something to me two days ago. And He said, Jonathan, didn't, was not Jesus the Word? I said, absolutely. The Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14 chapter 1 of John, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's the bread of life. He's the Word. He's the Lamb. He's everything. Okay? But the Word, He's the Word. The living Word. Okay? And when God in the beginning spoke, He said, let there be light. Boom. His Word brought that. When He said, let there be the sea and the mountains and the sun and the moon and the stars. Boom. As he spoke that, it came to pass. Okay? When Jesus was standing in the garden of Gethsemane and all of the creeps, because that's what they were, Judas and all of those that he had, okay, came to Jesus. He spoke and they went, Phew. What? What happened? <laughs> he didn't say that, but I would have. <laughs> but he said, I think he said, I am he. And when he did, they, they fell back. The power of God's word. The power of God's word. Folks, it's not some little scripture that we put on Facebook. <sighs> I mean, I'm glad y'all are promoting the word of God on Facebook. But... Most people pass over it anyway. And so it's better that you know the word so that when you get out on that street or wherever you go and you start talking to somebody, you have that word to speak to them and minister to them. Amen. Amen. He spoke that. He's the word. So when the enemy comes, we go and we speak the word and he goes, whoa. That's why you're dealing with a demon-possessed person or something. that I've watched them put their hands he said, yeah, devil, you hate the word. You hate the word. But guess what? I'm going to quote that and quote that and quote that and quote that and quote that. He's faithful. We are called to be overcomers. We're overcomers because he birthed that in us, number one. We're overcomers because we choose to be overcomers, and we implement the power of God's word. 
We're overcomers because we have the Word of God to speak that. But church, remember this. Everything, every situation you're confronted with, you know, you must know, I can overcome this, okay? Whether God changes it, heals it, restores it, or whatever, because even if he doesn't do that, I still have to make it through this season and valley or whatever sadness and sorrow in my life. He's going to give me the power to overcome that. He's going to override that with his peace. Didn't he not say, I'll give you peace that passes all understanding? He's faithful. We serve a faithful God. Are you an overcomer tonight? Amen. Remember that scripture. Whatsoever, whosoever, whensoever, whatever it is, who is born of God overcomes. He lives in, that seed is in me. Born, delivered. I was born, delivered. I was born again with the power of deliverance in my life already. That's why you get up and you go, man, I'm different. You got delivered. Live that whole life like that. There's no reason not to. God promised us. So speak life to everything. Plead the blood. Speak the name of Jesus. We sang it. Speak over your family. Speak over your city. Speak over every situation. I speak. I'm going to tell you something. Can I please? I just give me one more minute here. I, it was Marina, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal her thunder here. But Marina, it's, it's Walter's daughter. You know, she stood. She stood for Christ. And she said, I, I, you know, they gave her a bonus. They gave her a promotion, whatever. And she sent Sister Scouts a message, and she said, but I told him, you can keep the, the bonus. You can keep the money if you'll just give me Sundays off. I just want to be in the house of God. It's affecting my walk with God. And she went in there, and her boss said, man, your words have moved me. They've so Oh, they've so touched me. And so, and you know what? I think I'm going to close. I'm, I'm, I want to close on Sunday. And we're going to do that in a week. We're going to start no more Sundays. We're going to just shut down on Sundays. And so not only did she get a breakthrough for herself, but the whole company. They ought to come up to you and say, thank you for being an overcomer. Because she stood against the opposition that was trying to keep her out of the house of God. And it's hard sometimes to stand in the face of opposition, but stand there and fight. Quit you like men, the Bible says. Endure hardness like a good soldier, but step in there and say, you know what? I'm an overcomer, and I'm going to overcome this situation too because my desire to be in the house of God is greater than my desire to have a bonus. And God gave it both to her. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to close in prayer. Bernice, stand up real quick and just share. This lady here's coming through in victory and healing in her body.